Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Apparently, he likes to black out and sing Counting Crows, so... <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. No ventilation in this room. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Uh, Danae, do you need hmm. uh, do you need oxygen? Do you need a mask? Yeah. Yeah, I got to figure out how to get some, some ventilation up in this closet. I'm trying to figure out what hole I'm going to make a hole in. No, wait, what wall I'm going to make a hole in. Wow, listen, it's been a long morning already. So even with the door open, it's it's still like just hot? Well, I like to try to close it for the sound. But yeah, right now mm. I have it open just so I can breathe. Mm. Gotcha. <laughs> well, breathing's good. Breathing is always is. a good thing. Fair I've heard enough. really good things about it. Breathing is a political decision. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, it's been, <laughs> been ver- made very clear. Whether you choose to breathe or not yeah. uh, is apparently a political I felt like decision. like after I made my little jokey tweet, I had to point that out. Like, they're grown-ass <laughs> people. They can do whatever they want to do. I just thought that was weird that yeah. they called uh, public safety a, a, a political pol- issue. A political issue. And, we you know, they're, be political. But, here, but here's the thing, unfortunately. Are we, are we, are we doing this on the show? Yeah, are we this, doing this? Oh, right? yeah. Okay, this okay. this show is okay. all going to be about COVID and politics, and that's just what... That's just what we're doing on Behind the Sins this week. You came here to have fun, and now and we it said sucks. no. <laughs> we said well, this is no about fun theaters, this though, which does kind of factor into something. Yeah, it that's does. True. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Unfortunately, uh, it's crazy the things that have become political uh, decisions, and it is unfortunate. And no, we are not going to go there for the rest of this episode. We're going to no. go into our usual shenanigans and kick it off with the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. 
We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we were sending. Um, we start off in TV Sins World with Parks and Recreation. We did the pilot. It was a Dicer Watkins script. Jonathan and I wrote on this. Uh, what's your Parks and Recreation experience, my friends? Big fans of the show? Yeah. I've I mean, never I've, seen it. Oh, have you never seen it? Take a drink. Ooh. Take a drink. I'm already drunk. Um, I I have seen, yeah, I've seen every episode. I was a big fan of it when it came on. Like we talk about in the video, though, I did not really like the first season. The good thing is, though, the first season's only like six episodes. Right. And literally the second season premiere is one of the best episodes of the series. You so think so? It, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the, uh, that's the I'm Ron fucking Swanson uh, episode. okay. I, I love that. And, and like, like all the characters just kind of become more of who they end up being, I guess. I that, think like that's they feel true. Like, I think yeah. the turning point is season three for me. Um, and maybe, Oh, that's definitely probably the best season. I think it says something about me that I stuck with the show for two full seasons that I didn't think yeah. was that great because it made me laugh occasionally, which is that as long as you can deliver a laugh every once in a while, I'm pretty much on board. I, I like shows where I can just relax and smile and laugh, and Parks and Rec did that even for the first two seasons, even though it wasn't great. And man, going back through it with a fine-tooth comb, that pilot is rough like yeah no that whole that whole first season is, is it's rough but like i said it's only like six episodes it's kind of like the office first season yeah um yeah uh but yeah but it's the third season is that when adam do adam scott and rob Lowe not come till the third season i think so they come towards the end of the second i can't i never can remember because it's been a while since i've watched it all the way through but um yeah i can't they say definitely for sure. add a lot to the show yeah i can't say for sure um, but i think it was season three that yeah, uh, they come in right. So, yeah. Today, as you watch the the video, having never seen the show, does it look like a, it probably doesn't look like a show based on <laughs> the Sins video that you ever want to watch. What are what are some of your, like, general thoughts on, hmm, I think I'll never watch that show? Well, there's a sin that I'm going to reference, and maybe even just be the transition into the Sins that sure. we enjoyed, since I don't have a lot to say about yeah, go the for show. It. Yeah, transition us. But it was like pointing out that this is a show that tries to make boring things funny, but achieves the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> So yes. that's kind of my vibe watching it was you guys pointed out so many things that would bother me, I think, like that the lead person wouldn't even realize that it's not something that she said or like the nervousness of talking to a camera really changes things. And but the, but the cast is intriguing to me, like the, yeah. the actors yes. and oh, actresses. Yeah. And when they they when they start gelling, it it just becomes con- and there, there are there are exceptions. I'm with I'm with Aaron on um, Aziz and sorry. Um, I just never assuming liked that was that your actual opinion. Yeah, no, I, I never liked him either, even throughout the entire show. I mean, there there were funny things about him, and, and I did like that we got like uh, his friends and stuff because um, God, what's I can't. It's not Middle Ditch. It's the other guy that's in that comedy. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, no, um, Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, we get Ben Schwartz. Is that his name? Mm-hmm, I believe right? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we get him because of because of Tom and 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 um and uh, God, I'm just my mind is absolutely blanking, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, I agree with you on Tom. But but like Ron and um oh, the- obviously Amy Poehler is great, right? Um, yeah, that the cast looked interesting to me, and that would be something that maybe I would give it a watch. I guess my question to you guys would be. If I was going to ever watch this, should I just start at season two and skip over season one? Like, am I really missing I mean, anything? I don't. I don't know that you're missing anything, but like I said, season one's so quick. Uh-huh. I would just say start at the beginning. I think you're missing the occasional laugh, and it's only occocasional. Like the show, well, then, re- yeah. the really well, doesn't find its footing. And there is. 
there is some continuity that that carries over because sure. that part that part still kind of carries over. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, later on, yeah. Um, but like I said, it's been so long. I can't remember all that was mentioned in season, you know, all that happened mm-hmm. in season one. Right. Um, and this was a spinoff of the office technically, right? Was it? I don't think that. I thought, no, I thought no, because no, because she, the same actresses in both shows as different characters. Uh, what's her name? Um, the main, the main girl who's the, who Chris Pratt was boyfriend and Rashida Jones. Yeah. Rashida Jones is in the office uh, as one of Jim's love interests. And it's a totally different oh, character. It's just a similar. Yeah, you're right. It's sort of a spinoff is what people call it. It's just a similar type. I think it's a spiritual s- spinoff. Yeah, you know, it's another mockumentary. So, yeah, because I do think I will say me personally, although I haven't watched the office all the way through, but I've seen a lot of office episodes for me personally. I prefer Parks and Rec over the office. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm with you there. Long term. Yeah. Long term. Yes. Yeah. So, Danae, what did you think about the video? What did you think about uh, the sins and such? I love the sins and such. Um, I did like the part, like, technically he's not drunk. Like, at the beginning when she's trying to get the guy out of the slide or mm-hmm. whatever. Just, like, <laughs> yeah. technically he's not drunk. He's sleeping in the slide, kids, you know. Um, <laughs> I really love the delivery of it's jarring. It doesn't work, and it's jarring. And it also doesn't work. <laughs> Does that back... <laughs> kind of keeping that running was a fun thing to listen to. Uh, and then apparently... Our our new narrator for TV since I don't know if you guys know him. His name is Aaron. <laughs> Apparently, he likes to black out and sing Counting Crows. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks, um, Jonathan. That was there. There's actually that was a funny story in the note process where uh, Chris had kind of forgotten that Aaron was taking over that completely and was like, you know, I don't. If Jeremy doesn't know this song, I don't. I don't. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. It might not sound as good. And because I put something in there, like if you don't know this, here's the link. And then Aaron's like, put me in, coach, or give me a try, coach. <laughs> right. And then Chris is like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, right, it's funny because <laughs> in my mind, I kind of, I hope that I can kind of put a little pin in and maybe I can bring this back around. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, in another no, I, script. That's a, that's one of my all time favorite songs. So when he said Sullivan Street, I was just like, uh, I got to put something in there. Did you know that song? Never heard it in my life. Um, oh, God, man. You're, I know. I, I would think you'd be a Counting Crows fan. I probably did would Did you be. listen to the whole song or did, did, did you just listen to what you had to sing? I just listened to what I had to sing and, uh, and then I did one take, uh, which is the, the the uh take that made it in where i just imitated what i had just heard yeah. and then well, i did, did it perfect then i did a take where i listened to it in my headphones while i sang it uh <laughs> to like really get the exact pitch and all that right and it sounded awful on playback <laughs> it was so bad to be uh, fair, I don't know if anyone can sing like him. Yeah, it was just, it was like, it's that thing where you don't, re- when you're listening on headphones, you think you're perfectly in pitch because you're hearing the person perfectly in pitch instead of yourself, and you don't realize how bad you're singing, and I was like, please, please use the first one. I know that the tempo's a little different, but uh, please. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it sounded perfect. It's exactly how I envisioned it Good. in my mind. Good. No, I didn't even think about that, Danae. Yeah, we just got to keep coming up with random Counting Crows songs. <laughs> yeah, like just random lyrics. I'm a huge that Counting Crows fan. So. It would be kind of fun to, you know, maybe like, I don't know, just do like a fun little callback. Um, well, if you want to like go since, more in the narrator's even, wheelhouse, you should go with like old school CCM, like DC Talk or uh, Newsboys. No, Aaron, or, <laughs> that is not happening. Or, well, aren't you, what's the one? I made Jeremy the, do DC Talk. So you did. It's, it's yeah. You did. Um, it's funny because I'm thinking like, since you're blackout drunk, what if the screen went black and it was just the Counting Crows song singing? <laughs> then it comes back. No, what's the one you like? Smallfoot? Switchfoot? Smallfoot. Smallfoot. Yes. The movie Smallfoot. The soundtrack to the switchback. Smallfoot. Switchback Smallfoot? 
<laughs> Littlefoot from uh, that dinosaur movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? Uh, what do you uh, want to bring up? We from already kind of talked about uh, Aziz and Sorry, but the have I mentioned how much I hate Thompson was really funny. And um, uh, Speedy, oh yeah, well, I mean, and Danae talked about that one too. The it's jarring and doesn't work. But the other part of that that was funny was you said Speedy Speedo joke. <laughs> uh, and that was a really weird just why is she talking to this guy and it had to be know. a scene well, that got cut out and they just wanted to use part to of it in the intro it, and you did a really I, I agreed with you completely and i didn't think about it when i was writing the script but just how different the leslie nope character is yeah. in this episode versus later on like she's pretty much just She's she's basically just dumb. Yeah, they made her and this, really and, dumb. And she's a very and she's actually a very smart person later on. She just has, you know, she she's she she sees the glass half full. Right. Right. Um, all the time. Uh, but she's actually a very intelligent woman. She's a hardworking woman and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But in this, I didn't get that. So I think you were dead on with that. Um, we both wrote Bobby Knightson's. Of course which, we did. Which yes. was kind of funny. <laughs> But you were right. You were right in the sense that it made perfect sense that Ron would idolize Bobby Knight. I know I people that idolize that. Bobby Knight. I uh, I have family in Indiana. In fact, I my I know. my mom I was know. born in Bloomington. So yeah, I, the Bobby Knight thing is real. So yeah, Man, it's just yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm not gonna. They, yeah, I just, <laughs> it was a I don't different dislike, time. I mean, he's obviously a very good basketball coach. It was a different time. It was Let's definitely a different time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. You that guys, was all I had. you guys hit on uh, pretty much everything I had. Other than we did introduce the world to the word "nid" uh, as a reverse uh, ding, and I thought that was worth mentioning at least because people in the comments, <laughs> I thought you had wrote something incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's like, what is this supposed to say? <laughs> And then he explained it, and I was like, oh, cool. So, yeah, that's people have been using that uh, in our fan comments and Discord and that kind of stuff for a long time. Uh, but I don't think we've ever publicly called it a NID. Uh, so, so, yeah, I thought that was fun to kind of squeeze that in there. Uh, let's move on to the uh, spiritual sister of Parks and Rec, The Office. Uh, Why are we doing so many documentaries? Because <laughs> people love them. People like them. Could you could you tell this was an old video, everybody? <laughs> I don't know. Video what do you made? think? I will well, say, well, it has I mean, a different intro. Everything wrong with was yeah. different. Yeah, the intro is so, different. Yeah, that, Remind me, is this one where I was like rage quitting on you? Oh, you were rage quitting the office as soon as we assigned it to you. Like you, you were. Very I quickly. really don't like the show. So there is you something. Just, like, yell at your husband a lot because he likes it. And just, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> there uh... is there is an element. We just had this conversation with another show that's coming up that D- Danae and I uh, wrote on that she had kind of the same reaction to, which is a lot of these modern shows. The characters are such idiots or jerks or you know uh whatever because that's the part that the show is emphasizing um whether it be for laughs or to give them character growth down the line whatever the case may be uh that danae just doesn't put up with it she just like this is not a person i would ever want to hang out with and so so like in real life i would just not be around these people these people don't exist it you know what it gives me that anxious feeling it's like i'm trapped in this show and i'm supposed to find things to sin about it and i i 
I could send everything about this show, but it's not funny. It's me actually having no, a crisis. <laughs> that's a good no. That's a good point. That's why I've never really gotten too much into the show because it just it literally makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. which is interesting because even as even as even as a person that has an insane amount of anxiety, you can produce and a world where that is the main drive and it can be effective. And we're going to talk about that in a movie uh, this week that we did a sins video for, but in the office, it just doesn't work. I just, I don't find it funny. Um, I don't either. I do think it gets better. This is a first season episode. I yeah. do agree that it gets better after this, but it's never gotten to where I'm like fully on board. This is a really popular episode, right, Aaron? Uh, oh, yeah. This is one of the most popular episodes. And I guess it this does. This is a Dundee. It does. Yeah. This is one of those where I think it kind of falls on me to be the Office fan, which is interesting because I'm not like an uber Office fan, but I do like the show. I do enjoy watching mm-hmm. it. I think it's, again, it makes me laugh. And this show makes me laugh more than most shows. I do think there's there's some really funny stuff in here. <laughs> what? It was very talented people in them. Did you find your email that you sent me about this or something? I found one. I found one back in October. I get this email from you uh, after you had done the combine for for this one. Uh, you said, "Okay, here's the notes on this uh, on this one." And I write, "Jesus, this is a lot of notes. Just cut any that are mine because honestly, I can't figure out how to make anything work. Also, Office is horrible, and I will continue. It will continue to be a bitch to sin. And I think we should switch directions ASAP." <laughs> <laughs> what I remember about this because I sh- I we used to do where. Like either Aaron, if whichever one of us wasn't working on it, we would shadow it before one of the guys shadowed right. it. Yep. Yes. Okay. So this is one of the last ones where we did that. And this was, I hadn't really written much with Danae at this point, I don't think, or at least not something that was dealing with this kind of subject matter. Cause I mean, I was being like very technical. Like there was some sin, it was something about, it was the one where I don't remember what the original sin was, but I just said something. There was something about it that like I was like, well, they did actually say this. So I'm not sure this is a sin. I just remember, like, I felt like Danae was yelling at me through email because she was just like, "Yes, but it's a drunk girl. They left her on the floor. I think we should put something in there." And I was oh, like, you should. Good. You, you should do whatever you would like to do. You should read all of my notes with that inflection. <laughs> yes, yes. Just because she's not using but, uh, caps, she is yelling. But I mean, it, to the point where it made, me, it made me feel like I was an asshole and like I hated women or something because I was there, like, I, "No, that's not what I meant." There is something to um, me as a person. I've always been very confident to just deliver what I have to say without too much apology and too much like inflection shift i just sort of just say shit real directly and it makes people <laughs> really uncomfortable i, I will um, tell you i i i like i prefer that though because i hate having to try to figure out what people mean about things super so me I too directness. but what was interesting about that to me was i think that's when i started fi- learning the way you watch things yeah how, like how how invested you get like in a particular thing going on yeah and how yes. it can just drive you crazy. So that was really fascinating. So to, oh, to I, see. I, I learned this, this uh, about halfway through Danae's tenure uh, as a co-host on um, the pop culture podcast, Sif uh, Pop, where yeah. she started to get furious that she had to watch movies she didn't like. Like it was one of those things <laughs> where it was just like, why am I wasting my time sitting here for the rest of this piece of trash so that I can tell other people it's a piece of piece of trash? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was. I hear you. And so, no, it, there really is something inside her that that just hates having to sit through something she thinks is awful. You know, um, that's totally fair. 
if we're going to continue on this like deep psychological look into Danae, <laughs> yes, I want to say that this bleeds out into so many other parts of my life, and it is an an inability of mine to wait. I don't like that patience shit. You know, <laughs> no, you and you and you and my wife, if you lived in the same town, would be best friends. I'm pretty sure. So or you would hate each other. It could go either way. I really don't know. <laughs> so it's something that. So it's something that, like, I don't know. It's hard for me because. I do this fight or flight thing and I've done it with people too. So like this, and there's a dark side to this part of me too, where like, man, if, if something ain't feeling right, I'm okay with just cutting it and going, you know, like peace, have a great life. I don't need to be here kind of a feel. And that's not always mm-hmm. a proper thing. So doing this job has been really, really interesting for me. And there are shows that have that same vibe for sure. Office is one of them at the super top of the list if not the top of the list that i literally loathe if i'm if i'm assigned an office script it is like dread filled experience and so i just maybe i had to work at figuring out how to work through that but it's just a little insight into me yeah you Um, know it's just it's it's one of those things when you get one of those scripts from danae it's like okay um there's real hate here like (laughs) like like the audience may be uncomfortable with the amount of spite here you know let's let's fun it up a little let's you know put a punchline here you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. because and this was for sure like this is so long ago now too that i really hadn't figured out how to turn it into fun and i still have trouble with that sometimes but um in fact i did this on a script with that i was uh, on with aaron um that we just uh wrapped where uh one of the things that i said was reworded and i just asked like i don't mind that it's reworded but why did you do that and then you kind of explained to me that you know there are like spiteful things that you can say but then if you say it like this it kind of is a little bit funnier and less insulting and i'm like oh interesting <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's oh, one of the oh, things oh, we, we try and we try not to be mean i know and people are going to think that's silly because a lot of people think we're mean and that's mm-hmm. why they don't like us but that is like one thing we do uh in the note process especially we you know we try is this too mean or you know because we don't yeah. want to just like say you suck well and, person, and if you, you know, like this thing, thing that we hate you suck you know that's how it can feel yeah. Yeah. so you want to make sure it's fun like even even if you're obviously saying even if it's obvious that that you're being honest because you know half the sins we do are just jokes like they're not really mm. problems of the show or movie or whatever but you know the ones where you can tell oh i think they mean that it still has to feel like i'm welcome here and in that that's why the fun is so important because if you love yeah. something that we genuinely don't like we still want you to feel welcome and, and appreciate it yeah but just know if you like the office today is judging you <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say because the sin that you cut was like if you like this just unfriend me right now like unsubscribe <laughs> You yeah, mean I don't nothing think that's to me. That's the one that you cut. No, we don't want to tell. People I didn't to actually. I didn't I actually think... do that. <laughs> uh, actually, we do tell someone to unsubscribe. Isn't it in an upcoming video? We say. Unsubscribe. I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I anyway, in, I don't like the office. The, Let's no. move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can move on to the sins. Uh, why don't you start us off, Jonathan? Uh, what did you think about the sins in this video? Uh, yeah, it was really interesting because I mean, I remember, like I said, like I. I reviewed the script. I, I, it's possible I added stuff, but I, but I'm like Danae. I don't remember at this point. But um, <laughs> the America's Easiest Insults run on Duncan. I remembered that one really well. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I liked uh, the multiple CinemaSense critics. 
Oh, yeah, that was uh, fun. Which, that was good. And that was another way I knew it was an older video because we don't say Cinema Sins and TV Sins videos anymore. That's right. We kind of just we kind of stopped doing that because yep. you know this is TV Sins. This isn't Cinema Sins. It was really funny early on though. There would be so many where Aaron and I wouldn't catch it till the editing phase where it was like, oh shit, we wrote he'd be great at t- Cinema Sins instead of he'd be great at TV Sins. Yeah, because <laughs> we were so used to writing that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, crap a pile Dundee, <laughs> I thought was great. <laughs> And then was this the first free the nipple since yeah. this is farther back? Was this yeah, the first time we did that? I, I have it in my notes. I was I said it's crazy that there's two free the nipple jokes <laughs> written by two different writers six months apart that ended up posting within a week of each other. Like that's it's insane. <laughs> I, if we did it before this, I don't remember it. I, I feel like that was the first one. And then just everything you guys talked about, like just the, the, the sins about just the idea that like he's doing that just insanely racist impression. And Man. Even, even the year this came out, like I'm still just kind of shocked. You know, it's interesting. There was um, a there was a show, a sketch show, I think, on Netflix where they cut an episode because there was blackface from a character that was, mm-hmm. you know, obviously an awful character. And that was kind of the point of the sketch, but it didn't matter because... Because it was blackface, and that's you just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. And this is yellowface. I mean, it it is what what yeah, he's oh, doing here is yellowface, yeah. and that this is, is like Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's, right? Like Forty years earlier. And I get that the writers and creators and, and you know they 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 knew they get they get that this is an awful thing in the show, right? But there we've kind of transitioned to where there's an understanding that even when your character knows or the characters around them know that there are there is an impact on culture to laugh at it even if it's laughing at how awkward it is. So that so we've mm-hmm. kind of changed culturally kind of a view on that, but it is Wow. I mean, when I watched that, I was just like, I can't, I cannot believe this made tear. In fact, I think we even talked about it in the sin, how we didn't even feel comfortable showing it in the video. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, so. Yeah, yeah, I really liked how we handled that particular part. Well, and the show itself is obviously trying to make you uncomfortable. I mean, that's kind of the point of the show. Right. But even still, like even at that time, I mean, and I mean, I know Steve Carell's a younger actor at the time and he's trying to make it. But I mean, I, I can't even imagine he would do that now. You know, he'd be like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. Right. Yeah. No, and, it's hard. And it's hard to also, watch. And there was a lot of stuff in there about how they treated Pam, uh, like, you know, the making fun of the fact that she had been engaged and Mm -hmm. then uh, when she does get drunk and how they're more concerned with Dwight. And I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff like that. Like, I think it was good that we uh, we pointed all that out and send it. Yeah. Danae, what do you got? Actually, I did notice that on both the first one and this one, we point out the uh, whole documentary thing where the audio is super clear on the other side, even though a door is shut or something. Just the idea that there's a microphone in those rooms or like a boom mic that's hanging out. And these are written so far apart. And yet that's like a prevalent thing. Yeah, it's in the Parks so. and Rec video, too, and it's, yep. it's through the comments, too. In fact, I have that for my uh, keeping tabs to talk about uh, microphones on mockumentaries. Oh, cool. Um, but, but yeah, it is, uh, it's, it's, again, funny how these videos <laughs> written so far apart. So far ago. Well, and, so and, far ago? And, and I actually did <laughs> so write. So far ago? I actually did write both of those things because it's something I always notice in these mockumentaries is how ridiculous it is that they get pristine sound out of every situation. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because, again, they flip-flopped. The Office was actually written first, and so 
in the Parks and Rec video, I think the sin says something about once again, you know, this right. follows the and it's like, oh yeah, that one, that one that I wrote <laughs> six months ago still hasn't aired and it's airing, you know, later <laughs> this week. Oops. Anyways, so that, that's gonna Danae, happen sometimes. Did you, Danae, Did you write the one though where it was like where Pam was complaining about watching the videos and you were yes. basically like, shut the fuck up, Pam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I also. This is your difficult job. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it that I have for the office today. Uh, I I wanted to uh, we you're welcome to the Aaron pats himself on the back for a pun portion of the episode, which uh, happens <laughs> occasionally. But uh, Jim Earl Pam Spittle uh, was one of my favorites uh, that I've ever come up for a soap opera for Jim and Pam. Uh, the other ones were fun too, but that that one made me laugh uh, for whatever reason. And then today I wanted to give you a shout out for doing the office office outtakes uh, in this video, where yeah! you just did a bunch of different outtakes. From <laughs> the same really show and just one that was after actually, another. So that was I, hard to do. Yeah, I really like that. And the, the comments uh, blew up about that, too. They they love that. So yeah, cool. Good stuff. Yeah, that was, so we have, that we was have, a lot of fun. On the same episode, we have that. And then we have the Adam Sandler movie where all the outtakes are basically other Adam Sandler characters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's move on to music video sins and uh despite what the uh title says, uh it is actually uh Rick Astley uh never going to give you up. And of course we Rick rolled people and that was a lot of fun. Um, here's what uh here's what Baird had to say. Uh he says, "I don't have a lot of time to write, but I do want to say I think it was very mature for Taylor Swift, Kanye West to come together for a worthy cause like We Are Earth. I am told that Beyoncé, Billie Eilish, they helped to broker the piece, but no one else was in the room where it happened. So that's all he has to say about this one to make this video happen. It, it took a lot of star power and um, love, you know, just nice. putting down differences to come together for the making of this video. Nice little Hamilton <laughs> reference at the end there by Barrett. Um, I, you know, uh, Hamilton is two weeks away and I can't think about anything else. It's going to be uh, able to stream in like two weeks. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I'm a bit distracted now because there was a Hamilton reference. That's okay. Welcome to my world. <laughs> uh, what about this song? Do you remember when it turned from a popular song to a meme? Like this is this is mm. like almost the birth I, of memes in I a lot even, of ways. Was it late to late aughts? Maybe. Yeah, somewhere in there. I I'm sure somebody's done the history of the Rickroll. Yeah. At some my wife point. did it to me right around when that was going on. But I mean, it's been a while. I mean, I don't remember when that was. But uh, I it she- says November. 6, 2008. Was the first Rick Roll oh, hey. in recorded history? Hey, late on. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, the best thing up. would be the best thing would be an uh, uh, an article that when you click on the link to the article just plays the video instead of actually oh, telling you that'd when it be started. Fantastic. But it's just so it's just so funny to me. Like I don't know how it started, but it's just so funny to me that that was the song and that was oh, the artist and the well, video uh, uh, bait and switch trick grew popular on 4chan. In 2007, it was started in 2006, but it started growing popularity in 2007 as an April Fool's Day prank. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. It actually comes from a pretty honest place in that the the voice doesn't match the face. That's the big thing with what with and people experience that from the very birth of this video. I remember seeing this video mm-hmm. when it came out and I was like, that's crazy that that's the guy that sings never going to mm-hmm. give you up. And so that idea of not what you're expecting makes total sense with what it ended up you know, turning into as far as the meme and the April Fool's joke and all that kind of thing. So and this song was huge oh, when it yeah. oh, it was everywhere. 
everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you, you, oh God, it was crazy. I mean, I remember it very well. Uh, in 2008 is when the growth really started. Uh, a survey done in April of 2008 estimated that 18 million American adults had been Rickrolled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when we did the, um, the video, um, how I met your mother and the joke was like, this needs to be the new Rick roll for the yeah. go to the mall song. Jonathan, did you know that Aaron then Rickrolled me with No, a... it was on Twitter. Yeah, I saw it. He okay. was like saying, didn't he say like, hey, this person that you're a huge fan of said something to you. What is <laughs> something was like that? It was so brutal because I have never been, my heart started racing. I was like, what yeah. just happened? I think, Aaron, did you, who did you say? What, like, well, that's uh, the irony. Added me on Twitter. The irony is, I think I said uh, that that D and D and uh, podcast that you love that eventually someone did message you on Twitter from. Like, I think that was the irony <laughs> was the Rickroll I did eventually came true. Um, so yeah, but you but you did ask for that. You did. I did. You literally I asked us to do that. I super did, but then I didn't. I forgot immediately <laughs> that I'd asked for that. So I click on the link and I'm going to YouTube and I'm like, "Wait, what is what's what's happening right now?" Because you cleverly hid the direction of the link. Uh huh. So, but oh, I never. Man. I, I had to go. I had to go. I had to walk a few miles to make that work because to cover it up. Basically, I used our old YouTube account uh, and then I changed <laughs> the title and description to match what I told you, and oh, I uploaded so just the section of the song or whatever. So, yeah, I I I really went to great lengths to make sure because you can't rickroll these days without hiding it because Twitter will show you the video that you're yeah. sending people to. And yeah. so you have to have it disguised. You have to title it and mm-hmm. everything, yeah. which you did. And I genuinely thought that some of my greatest D&D heroes were talking about <laughs> me, which being the center of the universe is super important to me. Yes, of course, because <laughs> you're human. Yes. Uh, but, you know, obviously that's inspired from the original Rick Rolling. And it is interesting. Like, there's the Wikipedia page about Rick Rolling is really, really in depth. Um, he found, oh, because Rick Rolling, I think it, it peaked also because the group Anonymous, I'm scanning this information. So this could be inaccurate. But I think the group Anonymous, you know, like the hacker group Anonymous, mm-hmm. they Rick Rolled the Church of Scientology because at the time they were trying to, like, push their agenda. And so, uh, so in an interview, like early on, uh, Astley said that he found the Rickrolling of Scientology to be really hilarious. Um, and that he said he didn't want to capitalize on this phenomenon. And of course that's was, you know, over 10 years ago now yeah. and it's still, it's still happening. Well, that's why so. some of the comments are so funny. Like my favorite one, I think, and I apologize. I'm stealing from your comment section, but one of my favorite ones was like, uh, I got Rickrolled in the year 2020 AMA. Yes. <laughs> I <love> that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was perfect. So perfect. Barrett, you know, Barrett just said, I mean, I'm doing this video. I think we've got to Rickroll people. Of course. Like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. And of we were course. all just like, yes, we have to do that. Well, I do want to say also, as we're kind of talking about the construction of this video, that it was the editor's idea. It was Ashley's idea to um, start the video directly in with no mm-hmm. introduction so that there was no time to really like adjust to this being something that wasn't. Yeah. It to be Rickrolled. So uh, <laughs> so that was a really good, really, really good suggestion. Makes a lot of sense, uh, yeah. I also want to say, before we get into the sins of it, that um, because Barrett was uh, trying to spend time with his family, Jonathan and I were left to review this video, and we did a terrible fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> we missed two things. We three, I think. We're, uh, we're, both, we're, both, we're both desensitized to cursing, so we don't know when there's not... Bleeps. There was unbleeped cursing that you missed. <laughs> was, yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then he said what vermisil uh I vermilitude or something verisimilitude yeah, but he said it incorrectly and of course we didn't know that well so... it was very slight i mean did and... he say verisimilitude he said whatever yeah, wrong i, I don't said remember it, it was it was very close though and you're barrett asking the so... people who missed it aaron <laughs> <laughs> and barrett is so precise with his pronunciation i would never even think that he mispronounced it, no you know well, no. And it was very it was it's it was very, it's kind of like the stuff we were talking about you were going to be redoing yeah <laughs> yes it was very slight, in my opinion, if I remember uh, correctly. But then oh, Barrett's going to come back and say, no, it was way off. We were literally like, hey, Barrett, we did it. We reviewed it. It's ready to go. Here's the final <laughs> link. Have a great vacation. And he gets back like 15 minutes later like, well, you guys forgot to bleep fuck. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah, no. This fuck. is my life every week, reviewing music video sends. Because we always have to review it while he's recording uh, Sendcast. And so typically I'm doing a lot of it. And then he'll come on, you know, and then I'll be like, yeah, I think this is a print. And then there's like eight, eight things. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. Now, part of it, I will say part of it for me I have a problem with is that he writes the script. So he's got the visuals in mind. So I don't always catch sure. if there's a visual issue. Yeah. Right. Um, unless it's a fragment or something. Yeah. And if something seems really off, like they're talking about something, and I'm like, you're not showing that. What you know, I might mention it, but I I rarely ever catch. So he'll he comes on and gets all that, but I get all the like dialogue and stuff like that, you know. Sure. Uh, fix so he doesn't have to mess with that. Well, yeah, I I learned it, interesting... but that's what we missed. So we missed it. We missed a big. <laughs> we missed a couple big things. <laughs> I mean, it would have been okay uh, if the fuck. I'm sure there's some unbleeped cursing and some. I'm sense sure there videos. is. Well, uh, we purposely did one uh, a while back in one, the Doctor Who video um, as a joke. So yeah. yeah so this is Danae and I's last week at Cinema uh, Sense. <laughs> We've been fired. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's talk about the sins. Uh, I love the one that was like, if you really listen to this, it actually sounds like a threat. Uh, I thought that was a great observation. <laughs> Almost as good as the observation in the conjunction where he says, never going to run around and desert you. And it's like, yeah, mm, well played, <laughs> sir. Well played. I thought that yeah. was absolutely hilarious. Uh, uh, the smiling while you're singing was the other thing I wanted to mention. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've just never thought about that. You know, that you can't <laughs> smile while you're singing. You just can't pull it off. There's only a couple people that can. So, uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed this video. It was good stuff. What did you guys have? I like, oh, the bartender thing. That whole thing just killed me because he, he does, like, the bartender looks, like, confused at first. And then all of a sudden he's happy. Like, he's, so, you know, Barrett kind of surmises or the narrator surmises that maybe they just took over a wedding. Yeah, uh, venue. Venue. And so <laughs> they just were, like, the, they let the bartender be in the video and stuff. I don't know. I just found all that humorous. Or the jump split combination that was fueled yeah. by cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah it was a lot of fun um but mostly it was fun to read the comments of of people reacting to being rickrolled and uh it was i think that was a lot of fun for us because it's a different it's a different way to i don't know it's a different way to like serve the fans it's, it's something really fun mm -hmm. um yeah, so. there's these times we get to kind of expand beyond the typical format. You know, we, we get yeah. to do something a little meta. We get to do something a little sure. different. And those are always, I think, really fun for us and really fun for the fans. So we look for opportunities to do that stuff. The, uh, uh, the one, the, the comment that I really liked, there's so many, but the one that I really liked that was on Reddit was RobotB9 said, you son of a bitch. And then Castriff goes, I got to suffer yesterday on Patreon. Now you get to suffer with me. <laughs> nice. Because uh, our, our members get videos early. So if you guys are thinking about uh, or ever wonder why there's comments before it's released, 
It's because our members get to see them. I saw somebody comment uh, on one of the videos before it released, just putting this here to troll the people who wonder why people can come in early. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Nice. Very nice. That's better than just saying first. Yes, it is. First. Much better than saying that. Uh, all right, we ready to move on to uh, Cinema Sins? Ready. Mm-hmm. I, it's funny because I, I can't count the number of times I've wanted to say movie sins. We ready to move on to movie sins? Like, no, it's, it's called cinema sins, Aaron. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> you should probably remember what it's called. No, that's that other channel we're starting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Forgot. Forgot. Uh, we'll kick it off with Sonic the Hedgehog. This was a Hughes share script. Danae and Barrett writing on this one. Uh, I am not privileged to know who sent us notes ahead of time on stuff. So if like Barrett's got notes on any of these or yeah. just, you know, let me know and we'll make sure we yeah, get Yeah, this their is from first. Barrett. Um, he said writing with Danae was absolutely incredible. She <laughs> is one of my favorite people to write with. Um, he wrote, um. Uh, you can see it really uh-huh. You can see it right the there chat. in front of you. You should have said it like, yeah. it, Barrett says, writing with Danae is one of my favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. Denny. 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 Uh, yeah, Barrett, he didn't have a lot of time to give feedback. Okay, so we're not going to be hearing from Barrett about his sonic writing experience, but it was a lot of fun to to write with him. This was one we wanted to... Um, it, it was on the schedule. I was going to get my hands on it and then have to turn it around faster than I've ever been asked to before. So I was really nervous. Gotta Although, go fast. What did you think about really, the movie? It's a really interesting movie. Like it's I wanted to have a lot of fun with this movie because Sonic is one of those characters from my youth that uh brings me joy. My brother and I used to play Sega together all the time and it was a family affair to sit in front of the television and cheer my brother on as he was the one that finally beat that stupid underwater world. <laughs> oh, my God. That it's thing always was the water awful. Because you had to breathe air and run around and jump in these. It was just very specific. I can, to this day, still hear that ah! sound like when he breathes in the air bubble. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, so when I got this script, I actually wrote my brother. I was like, hey, I'm writing on Sonic and I'm just having this flood of memories of you and I playing video games when we were little. And we just texted back and forth about like our fun memories. So I really, really enjoyed that part. The movie itself, I don't understand what it's doing except for introducing Sonic into our world in what I suppose they consider to be an interesting way where... Sonic is sort of this orphan figure that doesn't belong anywhere but wants to belong and he's sort of someone who's observing humans wishing he could be a part but you know was told when he was little he couldn't be a part of anything for safety and um and then he kind of breaks has to essentially break into our world uh because he's forced to except for that every time that they break him into our world it's very questionable about, about why it has to happen it's everything is plot convenience everything is forced and that is fun if you're a kid and you don't think about those things, but once you pull up those strings, the whole thing is just it's it's just more supposed to be entertaining to watch. And even then, Sonic isn't Sonicking very much. Um, yeah. It's really just an advertisement for Olive Garden and, uh, <laughs> and Zillow. Zillow. Yeah. Um, it's so it's a I don't know. It was disappointing for me as an adult to watch. I would have much rather watched some kind of cool themed movie where he's, you know, doing his shit like in a video game or something you know and then it's like supposed to be at the very end like oh who kills tails oh tails there's so much more to this world that we haven't even shown you yet and it's just like dude this is this was lame i don't except for that it looks cool like 
I'm not interested in coming back here. So I, I, I was kind of I kind of disagree with the video game part because I thought they did nod to the video game pretty well. I I like that every time he gets knocked over, his rings spill. You know, kind of like in the video game kind of thing. Uh, I like that when he battles Robotnik's vehicle, it becomes smaller and smaller versions of the vehicle, yeah, like in the video cool. game kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that was cool. Like there, mm-hmm. there are those little dynamics that I think do wink at it that are fun. However, I will say my enjoyment of this movie is probably 99% Jim Carrey. And I just had so much fun watching Jim Carrey be like old school Jim Carrey. And I, I thought it was really impressive that he could still still be old school Jim Carrey in that physical of a way as he gets older. And yeah. I just, I was really excited by that and had such a fun time. Uh, and, the, and the video does touch on that a little bit too, uh, that I think that probably, probably put some rose colored glasses on my whole experience. So I probably yeah. like the movie more than it deserves just because I had so much fun. Um, so that was kind of my experience. What about you, Jonathan? Did you watch uh- this? Yeah, no, I saw it in the theater uh, because Chris and I did a mini pod, and but I saw it by myself because my that was like a Thursday night or something, and my, so my daughter couldn't go with me. I've watched it, I think, two times since with her, so I've seen it like three times. Um, I find it very like I don't know me with as a person who watches a lot of kids movies because I have a kid. Um, I found this to be like in that kind of just middle ground where it was pretty inoffensive. Like I didn't I didn't like hate myself watching it, and um, I had a perfectly fine. time time with it i i like that uh, jim carrey's great uh the sonic character i liked fine because he's like i don't know he's not like annoying like a lot like that's a horrible thing about kids movies these days is a lot of the times like the main protagonist is so fucking annoying like you just want to like beat this you want to beat the protagonist or something because they're just they get on your nerves uh sonic was like just like he was just like a kid right he was just like a kid that was excited yeah. about venturing into the world and, and doing things and spying on women women and hot yoga pants. <laughs> speaking um, of uh speaking of ben schwartz by the way he voices is Sonic. Yeah. So we mentioned him oh, with yeah, the right. Parks and Rec video and Middle Ditch and Schwartz. That's and right. yeah, he does the voice of Sonic. And I think he does great. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought no, he did I, good too. I don't, know, I don't know what Sonic would have looked like before because I know they had to go in and spend all that money on it. And thank but, God uh, they he, did because he, he looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it made a lot of money. So I guess it was worth it in the long run for them. But, um, you know, you guys pointed out all the stuff that was wrong with it. But I thought as far as just like a stand, uh, you know, a, a big budget trying to create a franchise kids movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fine. Do you want to kick off our thoughts on the the video, Jonathan? Sure. Um, I really like that you guys poked it, poked some fun at this. I, I I'm not a fan of starting a movie at the end. Um, that's just not a story device I enjoy. I liked the phrasing of "wiggle your wangle." Yes, um, <laughs> better idea. And also, wiggle your wangle. Yeah, and also that's just bad comic booking. <laughs> yeah. And then I assume I'm going to guess this was Danae. I guess that means Longclaw probably deserved to die. That was me. For sure. (laughs) And then I love when I and I'm assuming this is Barrett because I know he gets excited about when he gets to point out actual sins. The envy (laughs) sin. And he said, Hey, that's an actual sinny sin. Was that was that you or him? Uh, I think that was him. Yeah, he gets really excited about that. I whenever you're writing a script with him, if he gets to actually do something like that's an actual sin. Hey, that's lust. Hey, that's a real one. Um, and then, oh my God, there's drones in this fucking movie too, which I've somehow forgotten about. Chris and I just did another one with drones, and I know I wrote a sin recently. I was like, I, I was like, I'm having a hard time remembering a movie that didn't have drones in it at this <laughs> yeah. point. We talked about that a few weeks ago, and I was writing this script, and I was like, I'm doing one right now that has so many drones in it. It was Sonic. (laughs) There's so many drones, like a ridiculous amount. (laughs) 
trying to figure out how fast Sonic is. I I mean that's that was really interesting, and you guys did some serious math and some serious <laughs> mileage checks and and all Literally. kinds of stuff. That's always that's always impressive. Um, and then the only other thing I had is who the fuck has smelling salts in a first aid kit. <laughs> <laughs> which somebody somebody was in the comments talking about that being realistic i didn't actually finish reading the comment i got distracted but that was yeah. funny yeah, yeah. That's funny. it is still weird i mean she's a vet too like you said she's a vet a i mean i don't know why yeah. she would have all this because i don't know that they use smelling salts on animals probably because i didn't want to slap him that's my answer hey uh, <laughs> just a quick question have either of you ever seen anybody uh use smelling salts in the real world ever no in any way no, no i have, no, I have watched not. my child stick her fingers onto her butt and then smell it <laughs> which i assume would wake anyone up it's but that I monkey haven't... video it's that famous monkey yeah. video it's <laughs> yeah. amazing yes uh i had some other stuff to mention um how is the dog calm just was an amazing finish to that sin because it is possibly the most sinful part about that whole idea and i love that you finish with that uh it was yeah. great yeah. uh weird part of earth like ohio uh certainly made me laugh as a michigander uh like, yeah take that ohio uh and then uh the no one's ever given me a gift before and then like what about long claw like you yeah. know gave her life for you like what a stupid thing to say uh also the uh deputy pew pew and mcchainsaw names <laughs> really made me laugh um and then of course i think your sunglasses are going to be nasty and your donut will taste of metallic paper clips get a friend uh get that friend. was that was really good too so yeah i had a lot of fun with this lots of good stuff today any you wanted to mention I wanted to mention that I learned that Fugazi can be pronounced Fugazi and Fugazi. I thought it was Fugazi, mm. but, um, you know, Jeremy pronounced it for Fugazi. And so when we were doing the editing, I thought maybe he did it wrong. But then I looked it up and you can say it both ways. But mm-hmm. Fugazi is super OK. So that was super, super new. It's a fun word. Um, That's interesting, <sighs> though. I, I learned that a lot from Jeremy's narration. Like, I just recently learned that it's Piper Parabo. Mm. I always said Parabo. Oh, interesting. Wow. Um, this one had the list of side effects in, in it, which I referenced when Aaron, you were, t- we were talking about one recently that like side effects include, uh, I had just written this one in the script for list of side effects for, um, boredom essentially. Yeah. That was the birds of prey video. The side effects for one at a time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to have some fun in this one and, uh, do a call out to some of the places where Sonic could go. The towns that I listed are all places I sent behind the scenes stickers to. Um, which is something that only you guys would know. He's so clever. That's so great. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I wanted to pick places that aren't usually mentioned, especially places that aren't in the U.S., and then land on one that is in the U.S. that's lame, which is Branson, Missouri, (laughs) where I've been going since I was a little girl because I live in the Ozarks. Or Ohio. That's lame Ohio. That's like I've had to go to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge my whole life. Yeah. That's um, your um, Being brought back with the power of friendship. <laughs> of and course. Then, but the biggest thing I want to take away from this one is that my handwriting is just like Sonic's. If you look at those bucket list ones, I have mm-hmm. terrible handwriting. I have Sonic's handwriting. So if you want to know what my handwriting looks like, that's what it looks like. Oh. I think everyone that listens wanted to know what your handwriting looks like. That's so why that's why, that's why <laughs> I wanted to. I know. They've been waiting 52 episodes. Here it is. The big, finally got it. The big reveal. You finally got it. Yeah, but everything you guys mentioned, everything else. It was a lot of fun to write on this one. Yeah, good video. Uh, let's move on to Uncut Gems. This was an Atkinson Share script, uh, the Adam Sandler uh, Uncut Gems. Uh, this is one, when I saw it was on the schedule, I was like, really? 
Like it just seems yeah. like a different kind of movie yeah. than we usually do because it's it's awards bait. It's very intense. It's you know it's I, I mean I guess there's kind of humor in it, but it's definitely not the heart of the movie. So, but what did Chris have to say uh, on this one, Danae? Yeah, he called it pure anxiety overload. Yeah, that's true. Which I kind of picked up as I watched the Sins video that this is more intense because I don't know anything about it. So this is interesting to me to talk about it today. Um, Uncut Gems is pure anxiety overload. I think that Sa- Safty, Yeah, the Safty brothers. brothers. Yeah, I think that the Safty brothers made exactly the movie that they wanted with a main character who is not likable at all. It's up to the viewer to decide whether they can tolerate it. I'm very upfront that I like this movie. It's unique. Most quote-unquote bad guy movies try to make them out to be good guys and this one basically never lets up that he's not good at all my favorite sin that i wrote was if i wanted to have this much anxiety watching a movie i'd watch basic instinct with my mom on her birthday (laughs) 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 which was the one one of the big ones i wrote down from the the video so that's what he had to write about it i've never seen this video uh, or this movie and i'm not surprised so um i'm really curious if you guys can kind of succinctly explain to me i think i picked up basically that there's a, an opal that's found that just is it does it cause trouble is it cursed oh, this movie, or yeah no 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 this, uh, this, this know, movie it's, is it's pretty magic easy. it like there's fairies and, <laughs> oh cool no, i like fairies lots like of it. clapping to bring them back to no, life this movie is a <laughs> this movie is a two hour and 15 minute panic attack and um this is what i was talking about earlier like and i am i mean i am just riddled with anxiety and uh, especially with our current state of affairs that that has definitely gotten worse and so something like this would typically not be my forte but like chris said it's so unique and it's like it's got this energy that i've never seen in a movie before in my life and it's so interesting to watch how everything unfolds Mm -hmm. and um i i think it's a borderline great movie uh for me personally I totally get why people won't be on board with this. I mean, I think you're either on board with this journey that you take for two hours or you're not. So um, that's so my take on it. So what happens essentially? So it's pretty it's pretty easy to describe what happens in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Adam Sandler has a gambling problem, and okay. this movie uh, has him go through several different moments of giving into this gambling problem. Uh, and so the opal is kind of his big score, but at the same time, he keeps doing things to ruin it. So it's basically just like a gambler descending into, um, you know, yeah, and his. His marriage is deteriorating, um, or it's done, and uh, he owes a lot of money to the people yeah. that so, want the money, and there's stuff like that on the edges. And the anxiety there's, that you're feeling is because he's essentially always in trouble, and there's like this tension that's yeah. building. Well, because it's kind of like and also because he can't take a win. Like, and that's the yeah. thing. That's the thing that it's really showing you about uh, the addiction of gambling is that there's this thing where. Once you should walk away, you don't. You just throw it back into the next big thing. And, you know, and so at the end, which I mean, spoilers for Uncut Gems, but spoilers, duh, because we're talking about the video anyway. With the end, when he has this huge win, but he gets shot and killed, it's like that's actually probably better in this movie's perspective because he was just going to mess that up somehow, too. Like, it's, it's a really the movie has a very, uh, I would say quote-unquote, grounded, realistic idea of how addiction destroys a life. And so mm-hmm. there's almost a release of his death. It's almost a good thing. It's like, well, he's not suffering anymore from the anxiety and, and those kind of... It's dark. I mean, it's really dark, but... Yeah, yeah, that's that was... like When, when it got kind of towards the end of the video, and I'm like, 
okay, so we're happy that this guy's been shot in the face because he this entire thing has been so intense. And yeah, it's, it's like, like the movie relief. is saying, uh, you know, colon, colon, his colon was never going to kill him. A bullet hole was going to kill him. You know, like that's that's kind of the symbolism of the mm-hmm. and the metaphor yeah, of I the book in there. T- <laughs> so so, you know, since ha- having never seen it, I didn't know what was going to be happening. And so at the very beginning, you know, it's like zooming in on the gem. It's going into the gem. And then all of a sudden we're like in the colon. And so I literally thought he swallowed the gem. Oh, yeah. And they were sense. trying that to like sense. fish it out of his no, butt. It, just, it or opens something. up with the colonoscopy. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think the way Aaron put it, that's what I was trying to say. It's a very well orchestrated from beginning sure. to end. Like they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Did you like it, Aaron? I can't remember. I did not. I we've talked about No, I, I don't okay. like this movie. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't like movies like this. Um, you mean like the I anxiety part of it? Or? Yeah, I know that there are movies like this. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, sure. I've never seen a movie like this. This, this to me, this to me, says something but it says something in a way that it's just it's not the way i want to hear it like it's just not the way i want to experience it it's not it's not um not every movie has to be fun and not every movie has to give me good feelings i'm not saying that i'm just saying this movie specifically revels in that grit in that darkness in a way that is i just i just don't like to live there for two hours so i think I think what I love, but that's I think what I love about it though is the technical aspect sure. to it. I think that's totally get what it. that's what absolutely drives me. I mean, but uh, but there is but Adam Sandler's great. Uh, Julia Fox is really good. Well, she but- was a. Without Go with, without going into like full review mode, um, yeah. like the the other thing about it, you mention another character, and I'm just like, this movie has no interest in the side characters, and they are so paper thin, um, and so wasted. Uh, that's that's the other part of this movie. I was just like, mm-hmm. I want to spend more time understanding his relationship with his wife, understanding his relationship with his girlfriend, yeah. understanding uh the Lakeith Stanfield character. Lakeith is great in this movie, but he's barely in it, and he's completely mm-hmm. shoved to the side so you know i just it yeah i just didn't have a great experience because i didn't feel like the movie cared about the same things i did in, no, in I, the story i, I totally so. get it but it was god it's just such a i don't and i haven't seen the Sa- i don't know anything about the safety brothers i haven't watched good times i don't know if you've seen that i, I don't haven't. know if it's similar uh so there could be people saying well you need to watch good times mm-hmm, it's the exact sure. same thing i have no idea but um i don't know this just this movie fascinated me to no end don't know if it's one i'm gonna watch a lot just because right. I think I might have a heart attack if I tried to watch it again. <laughs> well, but, that was um, – I was reading the comments, and there's it's there's so much of that. Like uh, Allison said, this movie made me feel wildly uncomfortable during the entire viewing. And at one point, I turned to my fiancé and said, this is a great movie, but it makes me want to curl out of my skin. Mm-hmm. And then there's 26 replies to that with the same kind of feeling. And that's just one of so many comments of people having that same kind of experience in this movie. And what's interesting is I remember ha- I remember one of the, I, I, it might be one of the only movies I can say this about, but when I watched Gravity in the theater on like a huge screen and 3D or whatever it was, I was having like out of body experiences um, that I had never experienced in a movie before where I was really being affected by feeling like I was isolated and then feeling like I was free floating and then just the nausea of things mm-hmm. moving a mm-hmm. little bit and the intensity of getting back to earth and that that, that buildup of not knowing what's going to happen and then the rush, everything was so mm-hmm. real in that way. It kind of reminds me of a, a little bit of what you guys are talking about. That's a about. great comparison because gravity is the opposite for me. Like I, I get that if people got on, I didn't, I never got on board with gravity. 
for one second. And um, so I totally get that. I think that's a great comparison. So this is the part of the show where I go, go off for 20 minutes about the genius of the movie Gravity. No, I won't, I, I, I won't no, do no, that. No, no. I won't I'm, do that. No, no. <laughs> I believe you. No, I totally – Barrett's Barrett like basically called me an idiot when I told him I didn't like that movie the first time. And he never does that. He was like, you got to be kidding me. What is fucking wrong with you? <laughs> no. Um, no. Feel free to DM me on Twitter if you want to hear my Gravity But I think take, it's kind but... of the same thing, right? It's like you're, you're either on board or you're not. And that, you know. But sure. there's like know. a there's like a I think I'm 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 putting pinpointing more like the visceral feel of it mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. the, the the it evokes such a I maybe an unexpected fight or flight I think is what we're talking about in a movie yes, and it absolutely. seems like maybe uncut gems is that intensity doesn't lift up or whatever the except for maybe that that long moment of them walking and sleeping which is maybe them giving the audience a chance to have their body go out of shock for a minute before going back into shock mm-hmm. um so that they don't have anybody like pass out in the theater maybe it's know. an interesting comparison and i, I think I'll, I'll kind of sum up my thoughts here but the the anxiety in those two movies is used for completely different points like almost the mm. opposite end of the spectrum gravity is a movie where the anxiety is life is anxiety life is hard but there's purpose in that you know there's there's a goal and like there's trying purpose to get and back to life getting trying on, to get back, back on your home. feet you know living yeah. yeah those kind of things and this is a movie that's like life is hard and anxious and also pointless and you know like that the the kind of like a throwaway feel yeah yeah it's like is there any meaning i'm not sure i don't think so you know that's kind of the the end of this movie so so those that probably sums up why i connect to one and why i don't connect to the other well and i I will say from a personal standpoint, I won't get too detailed about this, but uh, one side of my family has a serious addictive gene. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know I have it, I've, but I've seen up close and personal, like very close members of my family, what addiction of various things sure. does to them. This movie nails it. I mean, nails it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a way that was very frightening to me, but it was also kind of safe because of the movie, right? It's not... Mm-hmm. Uh, real life but that was fascinating to me because most movies don't get addiction right at all and it's just like they don't get to you know yeah no totally and as someone who didn't like the movie i will say this i feel like i need to say this just the fact that we've had this 15 minute conversation to me means Mm -hmm. it's doing its job it's a good like to me that's a successful movie even if i didn't enjoy it because we can have these conversations and to me that is what great art does even if it's distasteful to you or you don't like it it creates uh uh, great deep conversation. So yeah, I think Uncut Gems yeah. is a su- but, successful movie, just not one I enjoyed. Right. But Danae is judging you. Just know. Yes, that. of course. One hundred percent. Let's get into the video. How do you be funny <laughs> with a movie like this? Well, you ask Woo. Chris and Barrett. That's that's how you do it. You have them write it. <laughs> Um, so I'll start on this one. Uh, I loved the observation of the use of the word extra and how you just can tell that that's one of those words that's not going to age well. Um, and it just got me thinking about what kind of slang does age well, like somehow cool aged really well, uh, continues to be a word. Awesome has kind of aged pretty well, continues to be a word that people use, but for the most part, you know, uh, things just, people try to make fetch happen and fetch doesn't happen. So, you know, (laughs) extra feels like that. Uh, the shouty, shouty shout yell, uh, was, 
was funny because yep. it's so true. Uh, this movie uh, is so anxious that it made High Anxiety turn its title to Dead Calm, and Dead Calm had to become Being in Nothingness. Uh, that really, I just, it's just so clever and so interesting, and I love the it's way that clever, was. It's very clever, and it's also cool to have a High Anxiety reference. I, and a Dead know, Calm reference, that. for that matter. Yeah, there you go. Uh, for sure. Uh, Shouldn't and, have killed the dog, though. I would like Dead Calm if they didn't kill the dog. Okay, yeah. Let's go ahead. Uh, and then uh, the... Spoiler! The ADR repetition was so fun because it brought me back to Monsters vs. Aliens uh, when I did that to Reese Witherspoon when she got crushed by the meteor. Uh, and just that making – I think this wants – I want this to be one of my favorite things occasionally, just when it calls for it, when the ADR is weird like that, just to have Jeremy be saying, play it again, play it again. Like it's one of my favorite things. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm up for that at any point. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, I liked the – I just have a couple because I was um, really just trying to figure out the movie and kind of watching it more than I probably needed it to be. But that's me. Um, thank God. I'm sorry, but I, I haven't been this happy to see a movie character shot in the face since – and then mention someone from The Godfather. I think Virgil, mm-hmm. somebody. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. I talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay. We're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Sin, which is why I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, just just like the relief, which we sort of talked about earlier. Uh, but then, like, only a real asshole would put his GI doctor on speakerphone at this point to talk about his real asshole. Mm-hmm. Just in 
kind of fun stuff. So mine mm-hmm. were definitely like the lighter ones that I enjoyed. But uh, you mentioned the other ones. Jonathan, what about you? Yeah, you guys, yeah, Aaron mentioned a lot of them. Um, I did really enjoy the the speaker, just the I taking <laughs> talking on a speakerphone in public, just that. But to your GI doctor, like, how's yeah, my butt, doc? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, uh, Aaron. <laughs> did you mention Pack to the Gills with anxiety? Did you mention that already? And I missed it. Uh, no, I mean only in regards. The only I, the yeah. high anxiety one was the only one I think I mentioned. Oh, that's right. That's the one you said. But I just liked that because you know, obviously, it was fish mm-hmm. in front of them, yeah. and then it was packed to the gills with anxiety. Uh, that felt like. Did Aaron really not write on this? Because, <laughs> uh, comparing them to Worm and Rounders, I thought was excellent. Yeah. Um, and then I also just want to say for my, oh, uh, taking a cent off for Indina Menzel was a good idea. She's also very good in this. I think Carrie Fox gets a lot of the, uh, Julia Fox, sorry. Mm-hmm. I think Julia Fox gets a lot of the attention, but I think Indina Menzel's performance shouldn't go unnoticed. So I thought that was really cool. And then I just love that we point out that they did, the Celtics did lose to the Miami Heat in the next round. Because, uh, <laughs> it's very important. Very you important know, to Heat know. Heat Nation needs to hear that. This so. was the one that also had the, the, uh, can you imagine how insufferable Boston fans would be if they won a few championships oh, yes. that's a great scene. yeah that was funny this is clearly isn't true they haven't won anything in 100 years <laughs> that's right uh good stuff no, good that's stuff got. hey podcast peeps it's me again um mm-hmm. those are my dog. Mm-hmm. those are my uh every time i try to talk wow I, is this how Aaron feels when we're okay? We're gonna try this. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Uh, all right, let's move on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to tell a story from putting together the week's content. Maybe a Google search, some strange research, deleted sin, whatever the case may be. Uh, anybody, uh, Danae, why don't you start? Okay. Um, I looked up uh, magic mushrooms. I had to make sure that if you're tripping mushrooms, you do poop a lot. I, was I, just... may or, I may or may not have thrown up every time I did it. Uh, right. You're basically putting you're putting like natural poison in your body. It's uh, you're, you know. you're eating mushroom that grows out of shit. So <laughs> yeah, I quit doing them when I found that out. I did them. Uh, <laughs> I did them more than once, and then I found that out. And then my uh, my my shit aversion just was too much. So I was like, nope. Um, I have personal experience with magic mushrooms, and um, that's a story for another day. However. I really enjoyed cream of mushroom soup when I was younger. (laughs) It's different. That's definitely different. There are some terrible side effects. Don't do drugs. Um, Yeah, definitely. Stay just stay in your stay in your body and try to find your way through healthily. Um, Watch uncut gems. That'll give you a rush. (laughs) There you go. It'll give you. I don't know if it's the kind of rush that you want, but then the kind of rush you don't want can happen if you take magic mushrooms. Um, But anyways, it was kind of fun to to get back into that kind of world and just remember nice. what psilocybin can do so what that was you? my keeping tabs <laughs> what about you uh jonathan i actually i don't have anything <laughs> i just worked on parks and rec and there was there was nothing on that show i really looked up that was of any interest and i didn't have any like uh, my sins that got cut needed to be so <laughs> <laughs> <Isn't that funny? laughs> 
or they were or they were like they were stuff that we had you know aaron had something to and we could well you didn't look up any like parks and recreation like government local meetings and learn how you can get no, involved that in your local fun. park I did, board i did write this in about that you know they're talking about they're kind of making fun that nobody's there i guess we didn't talk about that there's like, like 30 there. people there yeah and i'm like good god that thing is sold out like i mean it might as well be i mean have you ever been to a community meeting like there's like five people there no you um, haven't because nobody has nobody exactly, goes to yeah. those. but uh no i i just i knew i was right there so i did not have to look a thing up yeah so. that's right um i I'm sorry, my mind got distracted because I was like, oh, keeping tabs, drugs, LSD tabs? Is that what they're keeping, LSD tabs? I had uh, a couple things I could mention. Uh, One is I was looking for a Sin in the Office video uh, about what kind of food item they might have been throwing at each other. So I did some research on Chili's menus. And uh, and ended up landing. Yeah, on, that was fun. Ended up That's la- unfortunate. <laughs> ended up landing on the uh, white spinach queso as uh, the uh, the projectile of choice. But I did find some like menus from when they first started in Texas uh, in mm-hmm. the mid to late seventies, and it was just a one page menu with basically Tex Mex kind of food on it. And the one result from that was the fact that the Chili's logo actually first connected uh the h in the first i uh so it didn't like go around the l to the second like the second i like it does now and of course you know wrote that sin on all that stuff so it was just kind of interesting to go back in history about that but then i said i'd talk about the uh the mic pack so we can talk about that because there was a lot of discussion in the comments about how in the office at the very end of the show michael takes off a uh a micro a lapel microphone mm-hmm. and that there are other instances in the office where they take off microphones or those kind of things and i this is all i have to say about that the times when you see microphones in the office is when it's convenient to the story they are not on them at the other times and that's the point yes of course they can say hey he's wearing a lapel mic now but if you watch this episode he is not wearing any kind of lapel mic you you can see it and they are not wearing mic packs same with parks and rec you don't see any mic packs when you see full shots of them do you want to you want to know why because they're being recorded by a boom mic that's how they're doing the show so yeah it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like yes i understand that they do make reference to lapel mics in the show but if you actually watch the show you will not see them so i you know i just kind of wanted to uh I don't know, get a little get a little defensive about that because the the comments were like, well, actually, and I'm like, well, actually, back at you, buddy. Aaron has an entire diagram of the layout of the office <laughs> and where the boom mics are. He zoomed into every single outfit. He has screenshots to prove That's that right. the hell mics That's aren't right. there. I've got the receipts. He has the receipts. <laughs> I listened to the for you know, um, um, Aunt, I can't I can't think of who plays Angela, but um, oh, do you listen to their Pam podcast? Is, yeah, Pam is Jenna Fisher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel Angela like Angela Martin. I feel like her name is Angela. It is. Yeah, it's Angela Noel Schrute. Oh no, wait, yes. that's a fictional character. Oh. <laughs> um, Angela Martin is her. Angela is Martin. Her, is that right? But I think, I that's, think right. that's right. But they nope, do a podcast nope, nope, together nope. where they're watching the Office episode and Angela talking about Nisley. That's her name. Hold on. There's so many Angelas. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's like office ladies or something. Like yeah. That. I can't remember. It's been a minute go, since I've listened to it. Angela, kinda... uh, Angela Kenzie is her name. Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, I think I said nicely. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but same anyways, thing. <laughs> I listened to, and they, but one interesting thing, they were talking about the first episode versus the future episodes. When they shot the pilot, they actually shot the pilot in an office. So, yeah. like, they didn't have the luxury of, like, removing walls. And, like, they do, obviously, in the future episodes, like you're talking about moving stuff. I just thought that was fascinating because there is a difference when you watch the pilot versus episodes after it, for sure. Yeah. Um, and that starts making more sense. Uh, that's why the, most people don't shoot on location for stuff like that because you can't you can't maneuver it to your the way you need it to be. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's a pretty fascinating podcast, by the way. Uh, if if anyone is interested in learning more about the office episodes, like I'm sure Danae is. Uh, Danae is. Danae she's is. all about it. She wants to hear all the inside scoop on what was going on. And it is called office. <laughs> it is called office ladies. That is what it's called. Uh, all right, let's Skip. let's move on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to take a look at uh, some of the comments on the videos this week. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so I took one actually off Twitter, and it just happened like today or yesterday, but um, uh, I saw it this morning. It was at JetMets3348 said, just know, I think he was listening to last week's podcast and he was commenting on it. He said, just know, at Danae says, D&D story is like you listening to Jonathan and Aaron talk about football. First off. We listened to Danae, and I think we made that very clear. <laughs> yes, we did. With our tweets. And if you want to know what it is for me and Aaron to start talking about something Danae has no interest in, she is not listening. She is looking on her phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or typing in, or she's 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 updating uh, Slack channels, which I noticed she just did because I got a notification. She's doing oh, a Google. <laughs> she's doing a Google search on our pots yeah. and kettles both black. That's what she's. Oh my she's God. doing a, a Google search. I, it was really, it was really funny when I saw her tweet that, like that people don't listen to her. Like, what are you talking about? Us not listening to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, no, that was all in the name of humor. It no, super it definitely worked. was. It, it, it super worked. super worked to my benefit. Um, and <laughs> so I'm funny. I'm definitely being um called out right now. And you're so right. Like. <laughs> It is they're uncomparable. My beloved BTS buds here listen to my shenanigans, and anytime they talk about movies or sports, I literally just check out, and then I come back to like certain keywords, like when Aaron says <laughs> "okay," when he says "okay" a certain way, I know I'm like, "okay, we're going to move on to the next section." So there was literally, just be- there was literally an example in that episode where you were like, uh, "I didn't hear any of the last five minutes you said." <laughs> <laughs> well, then I give I give you six percent of my attention, yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, but it no, was but super I- fun on, on that tweet to be like, "You're my new best friend, Jonathan," and <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah. I love. Uh, at Jets met so he's in, he's a really nice guy. I've talked to him about a lot of different things, but uh, he he does that most weeks while he's listening. He'll just send random tweets about like what part of the show he's in. Yeah, it's so fun. Comment. I love I love all the the fan love. That yeah, we get. It's thank really you for your love. It really does mean the world to us that that you are actually listening to what we have to say, even when we aren't <laughs> listening to each other. <laughs> what was really funny was when Danae was telling that story. I saw Aaron on his phone. Yeah, I, I did. I just had a text come in from one of my kids. I'm like, well, better check that just in case. <laughs> what i miss no i'm just kidding um yeah good stuff good stuff uh i forget D- danae you haven't gone yet have you speaking of not listening no, <laughs> what do no, you got I, 
it is funny though. I did get a I did get a tweet from uh, Dexter about like keep telling your D and D stories. I love mm-hmm. them, so it's fun to get your feedback. I a real quick shout out to um, the pictures that we're getting, like Twitter and even I think Reddit, um, and also on Discord of people getting their merch. Just thank you guys so much for buying the merch and sharing your pictures. I just wanted to mention it here for the comments and stuff since you guys are really interactive. Uh, you don't have to tweet your actual like face if you don't want to. But if you want to show off your merch, like today, I'm wearing my Go Live Life and Do Stuff shirt today. And people are getting their posters and all kinds of things. So really, really appreciate all of that. Um, the comment that I just wanted to call out, though, was from Uncut Gems. Miguel said that this movie um, was, quote, the only one without the logo opening time sin. And then there are quite a few replies uh, that are people pointing out other videos where we didn't actually have an open logo sin. And I continue to find that absolutely mind boggling that people actually remember those. Um like, I guess, uh, let's see, Rage Powered Gamer said seven days ago, Serenity had no sins. And um, it's the cameo guy said there was also Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, but that might be because CinemaSins covered it seven years ago. Seven years ago? And you remember that? <laughs> it just blows my mind. Has it been, have they been going? Yeah, I guess they're 2013. Yeah, 2012, actually, I think was when that yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. No, you're right. You're came right. Out, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there are plenty without the logo sins. I, you know, I'm not revealing any company secrets here because this is not an official thing. But in my brain, if you're under 35, you're good. Like, it, it's not really worth calling out in my head. So, But that's not like an official rule. But yeah, if, mm-hmm. if, if once it gets over that 35 second mark into the it's kind of like for us on tv sins we actually have talked about kind of an official rule with a theme song if your theme song is over a minute long you're taking too much of my time like kind of thing and it doesn't matter how good the theme song is none of that matters if you take more than 60 seconds of my time with theme uh then you're gonna get a sin kind of thing so yeah it's just kind of you know we're just trying to keep them in line we're just trying to do our job you know make sure Mm -hmm. they know what the what is um, what the what? What the what? Uh, my comment is a series of comments on the Parks and Recreation video uh, about the new narrator. Uh, I don't know who this guy is, but I thought I would uh, would uh, make some comments <laughs> on like you. He, he does. He's yeah, a lot weird. like me. Uh, no, but it's one of those things where it's like I I appreciate the feedback, especially those who uh, are giving constructive criticism. But I need I need some clarity because uh, many of the comments say that I sound too much like Jeremy, uh, <laughs> and then a bunch of them say I sound not enough like Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> Some say I'm I'm too mean, uh, and then they're the ones that say my voice is too nice. Uh, some say that it sounds like I mean the sins too much, like I'm being too serious about it, and then others are like, I don't care. They think my voice sounds like I don't care. So I just, if you could all get together and agree on what I how I need to improve, uh, that would really help me out. So um, that's that's the, <laughs> that's the guys. I'm just I'm just asking for consistency. Look, I'm trying to get better, and I just need to know exactly what I need to do. You know, what in, do you want me to do? In in all seriousness, uh, it is pretty easy for me to kind of see through where it's it's really just about change you know and it's we all struggle with change and it's also in all seriousness very nice for the uh, many many people who have reached out to me privately or even publicly and just said uh, that they enjoy what's going on so i want you to know that i hear you and i, I thank you very much for those comments they they do mean the, the world dick to me pics are weird though he shared those <laughs> with us and no. one of you needs to go get something checked out you know who I, you know what <laughs> i'm talking to <laughs> Uh, I like giving it a little more authenticity. 
authenticity. Uh, yeah, yeah. S- send your. Uh, we have. Do we have a dick dick pic email address? We, I think so. I think we do. Send, I'll check real quick. Send your dick dick pics to. Uh, You're the new narrator. Here's a picture of my dick. <laughs> well, it's you know people don't need much. They don't need much to uh, to send those sometimes. And let's just be clear. It's D I K D I K. That's right. P-I-K. No, I, don't, I, I have nope. no idea. Nope. No, in all seriousness, I, I really do appreciate the kind words. It, it does mean a lot to, to the new guy who's trying to figure it out. Uh, all right, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. I guess I'll go ahead and uh, start us off. I've been doing this thing recently where, because I'm kind of caught up on television, because there's not a lot of television being produced, not going to movies, and I've been catching up on movies that I wanted to revisit. So not even list of shame stuff, but like movies Mm -hmm. where I don't remember why I like them so much or why I didn't like them so much, just to kind of refresh my mind on those kind of things. And one in the why did I like this movie so much category was World War Z. So I went back and watched the Brad Pitt vehicle World War Z. Z because in my mind I'm like I don't like zombie stuff it's not you know I don't like the world building usually in it I don't like the zombie stuff and so I went back and watched it and I gotta say I really still like that movie it is there's something about the way it sets its world rules that it sticks with in a way that I'm pleased with and that makes sense for the story so that I'm able to just kind of enjoy the intensity of that movie. I don't know if you've seen it, how long it's been since you've seen it, but I just wanted to throw that out there that I think uh, World War Z is... If you're going to ask me to pick a zombie movie that's not a comedy, by the way, there are zombie comedy, zomcoms that I do like, but uh, World War Z is an actual zombie movie that I really enjoy. Have, have you watched any of the Romero stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean... No, I was just curious. Not intently I, I and not in a while, like it, but yeah. Which one did you watch? Just Did you watch just Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, Night of the, of the Living Dead. Dead, yeah. No, Night of the Living Dead? Okay. I was just curious. I've seen World War Z. Um, I, the only thing about World War Z is that the book it's based on, which was written by Max Brooks, uh, which is Mel Brooks' son, mm-hmm. um, is really cool because the way it's written, it's written in, um, I, all of a sudden I can't think of how you say this, it's written in like uh, people are being are telling their story from the zombie apocalypse. Oh, interesting. So it's almost like if it was like a documentary and book yeah. where you have like talking heads explaining like, so, so which they really couldn't do that in the movie and the movie's got to tell a specific story but it was just so like that book is such an interesting take on that and he actually i've i just picked it up uh this this past week his new book is called i believe it's de-evolutionized or de-evolution but it's the same type of thing but it's from a bigfoot um attack oh interesting it's like all these people talking about their different experiences with bigfoot so i'm really excited to read that and see what he did with that so that's my only thing is the movie is just not I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like, I think I almost wish the movie was called something else, I guess. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those weird, I just, it's hard for me not to relate it to that since it's, since it's technically based on the book, but it's not really. Yeah. But it's a perfectly fine movie and there's nothing, I think the special effects are, get a little crazy with all the piles of zombies and yes. herds and Yeah, stuff. and I'm not, I'm not saying it's silly. perfect. I'm not saying yeah, it yeah, all yeah. holds together. No, what but I, it's good. What I'm saying is it holds together enough yeah. and it's believable enough to me, uh, the way they explain it, that I'm not just distracted yeah. by the nonsense and i'm able to kind of stay with the character and what he's doing and it takes some interesting turns too i i think mm-hmm. i think that stuff at the end at the cdc or wherever he ends up going
thing is really intense and really well done. And um, yeah, I, I just think it's well no, worth I, a rewatch. Yeah, I think it got kind of, un- I mean, it was a big hit, but I do feel like it kind of got shit on by a lot of people, especially like horror fans and stuff that I, if I remember at the time, and I, I liked it fine. Yeah. And I've never really understood. I haven't seen it. It's been a few years since I've seen it. I've seen it a couple times, but it's been a few. That would be a fun one to revisit. I've been revisiting a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Um, I actually watched Jaws 2 last night and was thinking about talking about that, but I didn't want to like. I can take my headphones off. No, no, it's fine. I mean, I gotta, no, I've got, so, I've got I something take else a bathroom to break. You know, I'll come back. No, it's fine. But but Jaws two, a little better than you probably remember. That's my hot take. That, that but, could uh, be. That just could be your thing uh, during yeah. Beyond the Sins now. Uh, sequels oh, yeah, cool. that were better than you remember, like Psycho I've two been and Jaws two. I've watching a lot 2. of part twos. I don't know. There's nothing like I haven't like intentionally done it. It's just stuff that's been like available to me at nights. And because I watched like um, I watched uh, FX two the other day, and then I watched Jaws two and I watched Psycho 2 and I watched uh, Hills Have Eyes Part 2 and the original not the because there's two Hills Have Eyes Part 2 uh, <laughs> the one from the 80s that Wes Craven directed uh, that's the weird thing too when you get remakes and then sequels to the remakes you yeah. actually end up with like multiple Part 2s in some of these The Hills Have Eyes Part 2 Part 2 yeah, exactly. Well, like like in Halloween, you've got Halloween two for nineteen eighty one. You got Rob Zombie's Halloween two. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. It just it gets kind of ridiculous. I have a hot but, take. Uh, I have a hot take uh, about a, yeah. a two. I think Godfather two is a, a good sequel. I, that's my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and uh, yeah, I I would I'd like to say the same thing about Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Although, is that technically a part five now? I don't, right, I don't know yeah, how that exactly. works anymore. What do you want to do um, for your uh, for your Beyond the Sins, Jonathan? Um. I guess I thought I, I guess even though I am going to do a mini pod about this, but that's kind of all I've been watching this week mostly is stuff I'm going to be doing mini pod reviews of. So I guess I'll talk about the King of Staten Island. Although I oh before I do that though, I will say I watched Artemis Fowl. That movie is bonkers. Right. I don't even know. I, and I'm, I'm about to talk about it in a couple hours. I still don't really know what I'm going to say about it, but it's terrible. <laughs> it is it's so bad. Terrible. It is so bad. Yeah, it is. I don't know that like it doesn't offend me the way it seems to offend people. Like it was just it was like one of those things where I'm watching it going like, what the fuck is Disney doing? Like, I don't I, like it doesn't even like tell a story. No, it's chopped to bits. And then the, they yeah, tried to put it back together. And it's Frankenstein so bad it, that it's. Yeah, well, and it's it's funny. I don't know if you had this experience, but the one thing I will say about it is when it's at the when he when the whole thing starts going down where the fairy's in the house Mm -hmm. i thought that was just gonna be like one set piece and then like we'd move on to something else and then no that's the rest of the movie yep so the movie just ends like 30 minutes later (laughs) (laughs) yep it was the weirdest thing anyways but i will talk about the king of staten island um a lot of people have been saying a lot of good things about this this is of course the new judd apatow movie it's uh it's very much a judd apatow movie where he takes an up-and-coming comedian and uh kind of tells a semi loosely real life movie i guess story with them uh this stars pete davidson from saturday night live his uh, dad in real life was a firefighter who died having something to do with 9-11 yep. i don't know is that right yep. yeah he came he was one of the, I guess, one of the rescuers, mm-hmm. um, and and he died, uh, which is horrible. Um, and so that's what this movie's about. P. Davidson plays a character who's now in his twenties. His father died when he was seven. He was a firefighter. He died. They, it's a hotel fire, I believe, in, in the movie. In the movie, yeah. Um, and then it's just kind of, it's very similar to if you've seen Trainwreck, if you've seen Knocked Up, if you've seen Forty Year Old Virgin. It's very it kind of follows a very similar path that those movies followed, where he's just trying to figure shit out and uh, trying to kind of. I guess, get a life for himself. And then you have these interesting characters. You have these like goofy fun type characters in the, on the side of it, you know, on the side of him uh, doing funny things, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really like this movie. Um, I know a lot of people did. I think you said you did, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. 
I, I think part of it is kind of like the Larry David thing. I don't know that I find Pete Davidson that funny. Well, um, I didn't go into it expecting a comedy. I don't think this is a comedy. I think this well, is a no, drama. I, no, it is. But I mean, it, but it's still very similar. I think it's still similar in the sense. I mean, there's a lot of comedy in this. Sure, though. sure. Of course. It's just it felt so different to me than his usual comedies where it's like like Trainwreck or 40-Year-Old Virgin. Like they're obviously there for the laughs in this. You don't think Trainwreck is kind of the same? I thought no, Trainwreck train, was, tra- There's a lot of drama in Trainwreck. Yes. Funny People is very similar. Yes, Funny People I would say is similar. Trainwreck, yes, there is drama in Trainwreck, but it is definitely a a movie for the lols. Like there there are there are purposeful laugh out loud yeah. moments in that movie that i don't know this movie has much of but i've never really i've just never really gotten that much into pete davidson's like persona and the way he you know what what he does on saturday night live he, he definitely has some good moments i mean i'm not gonna lie and he has some good moments in this movie i think everybody has good what well, one thing about the movie that kind of bothered me though was that like uh you were talking about side characters not being uh you know side characters in um, Uncut Gems, I actually, the Bill Burr, Marissa Tomei storyline was way more interesting to me. I agree. Like, I no, wanted I to see a movie. I wanted to see a movie about them. I agree. No, I agree um, with that. And, and, and it's really interesting, too, because there you have Bill Burr, who's also a stand-up comic. He's the best thing about the movie for me. Character. He's absolutely the best thing about the movie. I think his story arc is really fascinating. And Pete Davidson, I don't know, he kind of reminded me of, like, Kristen Wiig in Bridesmaids, where there are definitely funny moments, but, like, I just don't feel like his character ever really goes anywhere and really ever, really, really ever accomplishes anything no, by the you're end right. of the movie. You're not wrong. You're, you're absolutely right. And... And maybe that's the point, but it just, I didn't find it interesting. And like the last like 30 minutes of the movie, by, like by the time he gets to the firehouse, the rest of that, I just, I did not care about. Like yeah. there was just, except for the Bill Burr stuff. That was the only thing. Right. I, I don't, I don't blame you at all. Um, I yeah. can totally see that, that response. Uh, I think the movie is very Apatowian. <laughs> as mm-hmm. it were uh in that it is really loose and really long uh he does not like to edit like it is it, you feel like he wants everything to stay in there and uh i just i i was invested enough i was just invested and- enough in the family i was invested enough in the character i liked his relationship with uh the bell pally character i thought she was really I liked fun. her a lot um and so there were there was enough there were enough fun people in fun moments that i think and, i just stayed um- invested Shout out to Maude Aptow, who who, yeah, Aptow, sure. who played who played obviously the the daughter one of the her and her sister played the daughters in Knocked Up and This Is Forty and I don't remember how long ago This Is Forty was but she's like twenty one now in real life or mm-hmm. whatever twenty and uh, she was actually like she had some chops like yeah. I was like I would she's be fine. really curious to see her in something else and I thought having sisters I thought hit, uh, Pete Davidson and her relationship felt very much like a brother sister yes. scenario yeah it felt like I that. will also say and I know like I don't. I don't think Apatow is... I, I don't know why this made me a little cringe. Maybe it's having a dead father. I have no idea. But I did think it was weird that... I, I felt like sometimes like Apatow was using Pete Davidson's like real life and turning it into like a version of his movie. Yeah, I think, um, <laughs> I think you have to... I just think you have to believe that Pete Davidson is doing it, not Judd Apatow. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you kind of have to assume, and you could be wrong, but I would assume yeah. that that's, that's all coming from Pete's heart and that Judd was pretty sensitive about that and stuff. And I don't know enough, like other than his dad was a fireman who died in the 9-11 rescue. I don't know anything else about his life. Like I don't know yeah. if he actually has a sister. I don't know anything about his mom marrying another firefighter. I don't know if any of that is even true. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh, but I don't know. That was just, that was always kind of in the back of my mind. But I, yeah, sure. I just I just never fully committed to it. Should say Steve Buscemi's in it also. 
um, in a in a small role, but he's really funny. Um, my and, favorite, and scene, he's an actual huh? firefighter, by the way. He he was an actual New York firefighter before he was an actor. So Steve Buscemi was. Oh, I yeah. did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. He actually I, I went. Can, I can totally see that during nine eleven. Um, he actually went back to where he served and joined oh, them. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He There's actually, out. if you Google pictures of Steve Buscemi nine eleven, you'll see him like. There wasn't like press down there for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's just someone kind of like caught a picture of him, and it and it was one one of the things that happened in that time. It wasn't like a big video of a bunch of like celebrities singing. Oh my a song. goodness, no. Um, which actually that really doesn't bother me, but it's just funny. Um, but uh, no, that's awesome. I never knew that about Buscemi, so thank you for sharing that. Now I love that guy even more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was gonna say, but one scene though that just had me dying was they say they're in the woods, but it looks like they're just kind of right off the beach. But the scene where Pete Davidson starts to tattoo mm-hmm. uh, Bill Burr's kid, yeah. Harold. That scene from beginning to end is what I had wished the rest of the movie had been. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's even like that moment at the very end where the kid like screams and run off, and then one of Pete Davidson's friends is like, "Oh man, I had such high hopes for Harold." <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just so funny. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Just just never really got on board with it. But totally get why people like it. But sure. Uh, just thought I'd share that. But you're right about it being long. Chris and I had a conversation about this, how every Judd Apatow film after 40-Year-Old Virgin is like two hours and 16 minutes. Yeah, he doesn't like to it's, edit. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. What do you got, Danae? Um, I'm going to do a real quick app. I'm trying out a new game called Cryptogram, which if you know what a cryptogram is, you'll know what this game is about. Yes. Um, it's developed by Paul Lammerstma Dev. It's a very terrible name. I understand that. But I like cryptograms. A cryptogram essentially like you have like the word monkey and you have to figure out like like maybe the O and the K and the N are missing mm. and they're blank and then underneath it is a letter that it represents anyways it's it's really easy once you go click on it. If you don't know what a cryptogram is, I don't know how to help you apparently. But anyway, because <laughs> I don't want to make it more confusing. Some letters but it's... <laughs> represent other letters. Letter. Yes, thank Continue. you. It's a puzzle. <laughs> um <laughs> But because this is digitized, if you figure out that, you know, the letter P is actually the letter O, it autofills all of the other options for you. Uh, Sometimes I like that in games and sometimes it means that it's almost mindless to play. But again, I'm kind of in those easier levels right now where I'm not really challenged too much. But what I do like about it, the part that I I am enjoying is that um, it's using like quotes that are sort of nice and mm-hmm. uplifting like Maya Angelou has been referenced to um there was one that I actually kind of did a screenshot of start by doing what's necessary then do what's possible and suddenly you are doing the impossible from Francis of Assisi so you're figuring out this cryptogram you're figuring out this quote but you don't know what it really is until like the end and then you kind of read back and like oh that's encouraging which again i'm sort of looking for things that are uh, a quick mind escape just in between scripts or in between meetings or all of the things that we're doing it's kind of nice to just take like a little 10 minute breather and do something other than play clash royale and clash of clans um so that's been a fun one for me it's so far really easy to manage it hasn't bothered me with a lot of advertisements and and things like that uh i I'm going to keep playing this one for a little while because it's a little word puzzle. So there you go. Again, it's called Cryptogram, but the developer is Paul Lammer, TSMA, dev. So it's just called Cryptogram. So, it's just called Cryptogram, they which is why should, I like to... They should have called it something like Schmurf to Nerf, and then just like you have to figure <laughs> right, out what the title of the out. app is. <laughs> you know, 
I want to. I just thought of uh, this would be a great Aaron impression. I, I like to eat my cryptograms milk, and sometimes, sometimes I put sugar. Yay! <laughs> cereal puns. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with us on Twitter. Uh, at CinemaSins, BTS is the main show Twitter. Uh, I am at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com and be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter and be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. Uh, All right, here we go. Wait for Denise. It's fun to have these conversations, though. Wait for Denise Energy to, okay, get some oxygen. I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) I think the hyperbaric chamber would have been interesting to experience. Mm. Yeah. Like those Even though I don't places. really like water or being in enclosed spaces. <laughs> but for some reason. Even though I'm an aquaphobe <laughs> and, and a uh, claustrophobe. Uh, sounds like an amazing experience. <laughs> I've seen altered states. It just looked kind of fun. So I don't know. That's just been Absolutely. fun. I'm actually thinking about doing something crazy where uh, we ask for people who bought the Prometheus uh, school of running away from things shirt which we didn't actually retire um that one's gonna that one made the cut and just having them like a quick clip of them maybe like running across in a straight line so you know we don't even have to see their like face or anything and then doing a um what do they call it like one of those mass cuts of just a whole bunch of people running in a their montage shirt. yeah like a little running montage and, and making a fun little merch commercial about it so we just have some fun ideas that might be coming out so meanwhile um, in the background giant jeremy is chasing them and they're all running in a <laughs> straight line yes the only thing I needed to send me to the hydration uh, overload was the kidney stone thing. Um, apparently, one of the main reasons you get kidney stones is not hydrating well enough. Uh, so that was all I needed. That explains why I've had several. <laughs> That's all I needed because I don't ever want one of those. They're awful. All <laughs> yeah, you don't need to go into detail. This isn't Adam Sandler's colon. We don't need to know. I had to take a shit the other day. My whole body. And it looked like a little human inside the toilet. So it counts. All right, I'm going to try to just give you an editing point, show. Danae, because uh, okay. none of that needs to go in. So this was our Beyond the Sins conversation, right? Like water no. and shrooms? No. Okay. No, no, not at all. I want to know Where... what you're thinking. Yeah, I'm a 1.4 guy. I love stuff at 1.4. That's that's my sweet spot right there. I think 1.25 is – I don't think I can go above that. I don't know. You get used to it, man. It stinks with Apple, though. I haven't figured out a way. Through Apple, I, through Apple Podcasts. It's you have it's one point five, and that's just a little too much. Oh, it only it only goes in those increments. Yeah, like mm. I have it. There might be a way to customize it, but I haven't been able to figure it out because I'm not smart. Uh, Should I make an email for you, like your no, Apple tips? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your Apple please tips don't. could be no. something <laughs> completely different. That's his water jug. That's my Look new water it. jug. Yeah, that's like is that a gallon jug mm-hmm. with a lid? They've started selling these gallon jugs that actually keep track of your like progress through oh, the day yeah. so, well it's a water bottle yeah so it has it has like uh 1 p.m three like throughout the day you can tell where you're supposed to be to like be drinking the water you need to drinking um and i love water water's been like my favorite thing for many many years so room I temperature love, lukewarm water man it's the best i like shrooms that- and diet dr pepper <laughs> uh some people say that um when you 
uh, take mushrooms that you have diarrhea. Some people say that when you're on magic mushrooms and you poop, it's the most incredible experience ever. So, <laughs> LSD, is that the stuff in like Chinese food that you're supposed to be careful about? Um, we're just going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Um, I guess I'll go first on this one. Uh, I have uh, someone's at our front door, apparently. So I like how you mouthed it. That was so weird. I like how you mouthed it. Like you knew it was going to happen. You paused and you mouthed. I had I had planned on tweeting about uh, the D and D thing when my husband checked out because I was trying to tell him about it and he just glazed he glazed straight over. And then yeah. I was telling another friend about it because it was just such an epic moment. Like I rolled a natural twenty to have it like to come back from life on a death save, and we all scream like crazy, and it's like this cool, fun, amazing feeling, right? <laughs> and I'm trying to get across this experience, and there's just nothing there. So then I'm like, I know I'll tell Aaron and Jonathan. So I started on the story, and Jonathan, you like, yeah, my mind right wandered. in the middle of it, started talking about something else completely, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, here it's happening again. So I tweet, and then Aaron's like. Anyway, Danae, what happened next? I was like, fuck, oops. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, this is going to be completely unrelated to our conversation, but I just te- checked Twitter, and I'm so excited because our BTS sticker made it all the way to New Zealand finally. Oh, nice. So That's cool. Um, I know that's completely unrelated, yeah, but leave I'm it. really Listen, excited. Nobody at this point thinks that you're focused on the show, Danae. Every- <laughs> Everybody knows you're doing three or four things oh, while oh, we I record. Can't, I can't wait till the comments section, by the way. Man, I love plain, I love plain, plain rice checks. checks. Oh, God, you guys are so bold. <laughs> you, you like no not, flavor. You are, that's, that's you are not wrong. Right. No, I like the flavor of the rice. Do you yeah. just like, I feel like Aaron just eats bread sandwiches. Absolutely. Like he just puts a piece of bread on another piece of bread. Yep. You, you know me. You got guys, it. I just found the best restaurant. It's called the bakery. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. See, you get me. You guys get me. It's amazing. How should I do this? Well, Danae's got this edit, so have fun, Danae. Um... Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 